It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Blue wire. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome to episode 27 of the Snapback Pod, a Snapchat sports pod. On this episode, we're previewing NFL Week 2, a special Snapback Thursday segment. We might call some up upsets, and we might talk some fantasy, so let's get it. Down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Curry, way down top! What up, fam? It's your host, Jack Settlement from Real Underscore Sports on Snapchat. With me is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, the Eagles are headed to Atlanta on Sunday night. Is that good or bad? I mean, we're 3-0 against Atlanta in the Doug Peterson era, so you tell me. I'll tell you that all good things must come to an I mean, end. Do you, do you really want to hear? Do you really want to hear what I how I feel? Because I'm not sure you do. We'll get to that because I may be calling a slight upset there. But let's start with snapback. As long as, as, long as you acknowledge it's an upset. Huh? You know? As long as you acknowledge who is superior in the fact that it would be an upset We'll get to it, actually. Okay. We'll, get to it. we'll start with Snapback Thursday. Snapback Thursday is a, a different version of Throwback Thursday. And I posted a little pic of my story of backyard baseball. Which field do you like the best? Which made me get to thinking about the greatest athlete of our generation, which is? Pete Wheeler. You're, you're crazy for that. You don't have... I'm just um, – no, nah, nah, that's disrespectful. That's, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. It's obviously Pablo Sanchez. I wanted to retell and recount my favorite, my throwback, snapback moment. I was at my grandmother's house. I had just let up a late touchdown. I'm talking three seconds left in the backyard bowl, a.k.a. the Super Bowl, and Pablo's back. We're down four. And I take that I take that kick 100 yards to the house. Let me tell you, I ran around that house for an hour, came back, and made sure to save that championship memory. Do you have any Do you have any uh, throwback moments like that? Not in particular that stick out to me that that really have left a stamp on my life, uh, such <laughs> as yours. But it's just like you look back at these characters, everything from Pete Wheeler uh, to Kimmy to Kimmy Ekman, who was the um, Who's the the little girl in the pink? Uh, Vicky Vicky Calgucci. Like, I don't know if the Snapback Sports fam is old enough to have played backyard sports. What do you like? So, so when I posted about, I would say seventy five percent were responsive, and then there were a quarter of them responding like, "What game is this? This looks cool." And I was like, "If you knew, uh, you knew." I mean, the whole series: backyard soccer to football to baseball. Yeah, what was your? What was your? What would you take one as the best one? I would. I would genuinely say just because I was a soccer player, I remember playing with the Columbus uh, Crew and like that yellow and black. But baseball was actually my favorite. It was like a quick 
game. It was a lot of scoring. They had really cool fields. Football, the thing is, you can only alter the field so much. So Pablo was obviously the GOAT across all the games. And Backyard Baseball had like Sammy Sosa and all these massive home run hitters, which was fun. Yeah, I mean, they had them, they had them all across the board. I remember playing back, even Backyard Hockey, and I'm not a hockey guy. Uh, I don't think we'll talk much hockey on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, like they had Mike Madonna and the Dallas yeah. Stars, who was filthy. And in basketball with KG, like that was just literally our childhood. You You said that your favorite was, your favorite field was the, number one on your photo yeah. with the pool and everything. That was a good one. But sometimes I like playing on the little short fence where there's a backyard and then the street. Yeah, I believe. I'm not sure which one it was. I think it was probably number three. Number three is my second choice. I just like the layout, the little ridge in center field was fun on that one. Let me tell you, whoever created backyard baseball, let me give you a little business tip. Take the game, take the idea of the game, Throw it on put Xbox. it on a mobile app. Huh? Throw it on Xbox. No. No, put it on a, on an iPhone. Put it in the App Store. You will make hundreds of millions of dollars. Charge ninety nine cents for the game. So many people will just buy it off principle of of reliving their childhood. Well, why don't you do it? Because I don't own the rights to the game, yeah, and it it wouldn't be the same. I couldn't I couldn't use Pablo Manchez and then just model Matthew. You know what I mean? Like right. you need the OG players. It would be cool if they threw in like modern day athletes, like in baseball, they had like Trout. Oh my God. It would be so cool. All right, let's so get into cool. some real sports. How about that? Yeah, let's get into some, well, it's snapback sports content. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do we'll that. We'll start. No, I know. We'll start with um, one NFL upset because we don't really want to go over the whole slate of games. So we'll start with the NFL upset to look at this weekend. Um, we agreed on your pick, so why don't you start with yours? I'm staying on brand, and I'm saying Joe Flacco, elite or not, looked – I mean, he looked awful on Monday night. Um, over the Chicago Bears in Chicago, our boy Mitch Trubisky, the opposing coach Vic Fangio, he left Chicago last year. He was the D coordinator. Uh, knows the ins and outs of that team. Knows how Joe Flacco can probably somehow throw – seven-yard checkdowns to victory. (laughs) But he knows the offense. He knows the defense. I think Denver took a bad loss. I think that loss um, isn't as bad as it looked, actually, because with all the hype around Oakland and all the the media attention that they had going into last week, they were never losing that game, let's be honest. Um, I don't care. I tend to agree. I I don't care who went in there. You go into the black hole opening night. It's the last season in that stadium – with the baseball field and everything, the fans are going crazy. Uh, you actually trolled me on the Snapback Sports Instagram saying I look like Chucky, but whatever. Bottom line is <laughs> no one no one was losing that game. I think uh, Denver's defense steps up in a big way. I mean, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb last year were one and two the, in terms of teammates who led the leagues in, in sacks. And Derek Carr wasn't sacked once the other night. I think you that changes up with Vic Fangio. Um, do I even have to talk about Trubisky? I mean, he is just god-awful. It's going to be two of, one of two things. We're either never going to have a Bear fan, follow me on Snap, listen to the podcast, follow us on Instagram, or 
we're just going to become known as the bear haters. We're just calling it how we see it, though. It makes complete sense for them to regress. It's To me, it's an identical situation to the Jags a couple of years ago. You had Bortles somehow lead them to an AFC ship with an unbelievable defense, and then you expose a quarterback who is not good. Mitch Trubisky is not a good quarterback. Um, and, yeah, you're going to Denver. Someone texted me before Monday night and was like, is, are, is Denver going to win? And I was like, look, they should. They're probably the better team. But trusting Joe Flacco on the road is just like something you should never do in your life unless you're in the playoffs. So he finally comes home. He has that beautiful thin air where he can chuck the ball up and get as many pass interferences as possible. He can challenge pass interferences now. Um, and what do they have to do to win on, on Sunday? They have to score six points? Like that would double up the Bears' performance from Thursday. So I'm in agreement with you. My NFL predicted upset is the Atlanta Falcons over the Philadelphia Eagles. I think we're in agreement on the Bears. My prediction, where we may not have much agreement, is on the Philadelphia Eagles. They travel to the Atlanta Falcons. And the which are My the dirtier God. which are the dirtier of the birds? I mean, we're the the, the nation's birds, so I hope you are not. Um, no, I'm saying, saying Falcons, are, Falcons or Eagles. I'm saying a, a bald eagle is the nation's bird. It's the bird uh, of the USA. A bald right, eagle. So we'll call the Falcons so the dirty. Are you bird. saying you are not patriotic? I'm saying that the dirty birds are going to do dirty things to your eagles. This is a, the most obvious upset of the week to me. You get a team that looked horrible in week one playing a team that looked it's hot in theory based off a really good th- final three quarters coming in Sunday night. Second th- half. Second half. I'll be honest. Second half. I th- I mean, you guys scored before the half, though. We were down 27 and a half. Yeah. But you're down 17 nothing. Regardless, like you said earlier, Pat Peter, what's your coach's name? Doug. Doug, Doug Peterson. Doug, Doug, Show some respect. Doug, Doug. He's three and against them. They finally get him at home Sunday night football. You get a team that looked horrible versus a team that looked great. That's an obvious situation for me. NFL overreaction Monday, as we called it. I think this is a perfect spot for the Falcons to steal a win. And I have them contending for the division. So I think this is a big step in the right direction. Okay. I think you just brought that up to piss me off. First off. No, no I, uh, I believe it. I mean, I think that second – I think that first half is what we needed last week. Um, not many of our starters played in the preseason, so we'll call that preseason. Then the regular season started in the third quarter, and it went as expected. Carson was unbelievable last week, probably had his best game – since tearing his ACL against the Rams two years ago, um, we did lose Malik Jacks on the line, but very underrated about the Falcons that will make them struggle going forward. Uh, they lost their right guard for eight weeks. Um, so, I mean, I can see how people think we could lose this game. Atlanta's home opener, Sunday night, national TV. But I'm glad that you can pick an upset that you just are doing to get under my skin and not when you actually believe it. It's one I actually believe, and it's because you guys play right into their hands defensively. Isn't your main issue at the secondary position? Yeah, our issue is the secondary, but at the same time, how strong is their defense against all the I, weapons that we have? I take them in a shootout over a low-scoring game. You beat them in a low-scoring playoff game, but come shootout, Calvin Ridley, 
Julio Jones flying by your whack corners. I think that looks pretty good for Atlanta. I think they had a bad week last week, and you see some bounce back this week. But, hey, maybe, who knows? If just, we'll see what kind of state of mind I'm in Sunday, but maybe we do a little live recording or just after the game. Yeah, we're going to need the snapback fam to get on Abe's case. He wants to record before the game so he can focus. I want to record after the game. I think a hot mic is a better mic. Either my <sighs> prediction is going to be good or I – mean, If your prediction is correct, then they're probably – and you want to record after the game, there might not be a podcast on Monday. <laughs> you might have to suck it up. That's uh, what we do now with podcasters. It's all for yeah, the but I'm also I think I'm a fan first when it comes to the Eagles. Oof, that's that's not going to get rave reviews and from the Snapback fan. I love my team. Um, all right, next thing I wanted to talk about was the Patriots. So we'll leave the whole AB situation aside. He practiced today. We're not going to do any judgments on that. But they looked overwhelmingly dominant in Game One. Um, and what concerns me as being having a team that's not the New England Patriots in the NFL is that their defense looked unbelievable, reminiscent of 07, where their D was just as good as their offense. That's scary. But before we dive into the Patriots, I need to selfishly bring up a point. When Tom shocker, Brady shocker. does not when Tom Brady does not throw for five touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins. What are what is everyone going to say? What are the excuses going to be? Because I heard Lamar Jackson, the baby goat, threw for five and eighty-five percent and three hundred yards, and it was because the Dolphins' defense was so bad. Yet I hear ESPN putting out next-gen stats that he had the highest completion percentage versus expected. He was off of the throws he made. He was expected against a normal team to have completed 60% and he completed 85%, the largest gap. Yes, those are some stats for you. They're rare on the pod, but when they come, they come hot. So what happens when Tom Brady doesn't throw for five and they win by three touchdowns? Like what's the excuse? The argument, the argument is that Tom Brady has nothing to prove, whereas Lamar Jackson has to prove his position in this but, league. But that's the thing. I'm not asking Brady to prove stuff because I know he's the greatest quarterback of all time. So, I'm saying – So why are we talking are, about this? What, what do the haters say about Lamar? Like the whole reason that he threw for this many touchdowns was because he played the Dolphins. When Brady doesn't do it and you have the greatest QB ever, what's the explanation for why Lamar didn't and Brady didn't? They'll probably point to Lamar's performance against the Cardinals in this upcoming week and just totally ignore the fact that Brady torched the Dolphins. Right. So in a in a hypothetical Jack's world, which is the only world we live in, Lamar oh, throws, plays great, throws the great, throws great again, and Brady completes two touchdown passes. Then I need to know what we're going to be talking dude, about on the Monday. So, dude, I don't know why you're putting Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady in the same sentence. Like, we'll find out what the haters say. I think this is a world that you're living in your own head. One's the goat and one's the baby goat, so they're they're related. It's his son. You're living in fantasy land in your own head. Speaking of fantasy, nice transition. <laughs> there you um, go. I needed to do something to get out of that. Any fantasy players you're looking at this week to rebound? Well, I'm looking for any. I'm looking for anybody on my roster this week to uh, rebound in terms of staying actually healthy. Yeah, that. Was um, I just got more news today. I lo- yeah, I lost Hunter Henry today. Oh my I- god! Who do you have left on your team? Uh, Melvin. 
let's say uh, one thing. I, I want to say Eckler and Sammy Watkins, I think, played incredible in week one. I actually think they're sustainable players over the course of the year. I'm not saying they're going to do what they did. Same with McCaffrey, but we knew that coming in. But I do want to point John Ross and Hollywood Brown, two speedsters from the AFC North who had unbelievable week one. You may have picked them up on the waiver wire, but don't expect too many big things from them. Marquise had like 140-plus yards and two touchdowns. He played 12 snaps. Obviously, that's because we were blowing them out, but don't expect that to continue. Same thing with John Ross. He scored a touchdown on a flea flicker. He scored a touchdown on a very bad blown coverage. So I think as we hey, – Andy, Andy Dalton looked good last week. I, I'm just I, saying. I think the the Bengals will be competitive this this year, but I picked – Yeah, I don't. But, um, but I'm yeah, saying expect way more out of Boyd and when A.J. Green comes back versus to expect another – You know who you need to look out for? You know who you need to look out for in fantasy? Not only in this upcoming week, but in weeks going forward – especially in a PPR league. That's right. We're going to my playoff prediction, New York Jets. Jamison Crowder. A beast. 14 receptions. Granted, it was only for 99 yards on like a seven-yard average on the field. But first player ever with uh, that many catches and to finish under 100 yards. Right. Sam Darnold only looked his way during that game. He had 19 targets. And then today, Quincy and Noon was out for the year. I get they, they traded for Demarius Thomas, but at this point in his career, um, what the heck is he going to do? Wait, speaking of Demarius Thomas, we were just talking about the Patriots earlier, and now we're talking yeah. about the Jets. Let's talk about the, the how New York Jets of, the, of them this was and how New England Patriots. So Demarius Thomas was in Pat's training camp. They cut him in the last 53-man cut. And then a week later before... That's strategic. Apparently, there's something where you cut these veterans right before camp's over, and then you, you're you planned to re-sign them. But continue. Regardless, regardless, they, they picked up a player that they cut. So he was a free agent at the time. And the Jets still gave them a draft pick for him. Yeah. It, when they had the chance to bring him in themselves. Granted, they didn't know everything about Quincy and Nunwa, at the oh, time, but like that's just so New York sports, and that's so New England Patriots. I would imagine they knew about Quincy because he's been banged up, and he's actually dealt with a neck injury before. Uh, yeah, very, very on brand for them. Hot take of the week. Let's let's get some ad reads, and then we'll do the hot take of the week. I'll I'll begin with our friends from Indochino. Indochino. Every guy looks better and feels more confident when he puts on his suit. That's why Blue Wire, Blue Wire produces our podcast, FYI, is pumped to partner with Indochino for an amazing deal on a new suit. Indochino is the world's leading made-to-measure menswear company, and it's super easy to get started with them. Visit a stylist at one of Indochino's 40 showrooms in North America. Have them take your measurements. And that's no disrespect to our international audience, who we love so dearly. This week, Snapback listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com. When entering Blue Wire at checkout, plus shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo Blue Wire for any premium suit for just $369. Nice and free shipping. Indochino.com. All right. And now let's hear from the guys over at MyBookie. Jack, if you found $100 on the street, what are you doing? Are you picking it up or are you going to keep walking? Don't answer that. Uh, You're going to pick up the money because we all would. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? 
That's why I go to MyBookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting on, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Did you know you can bet on games even after kickoff? Like when the Eagles were down 20-7 to 7 at halftime, I could have took it, taken them to win, but I didn't. Um, anyway, if by the second half it looks like you're gonna, your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie's got me inspired a little. I'm thinking we might need to add a Thursday segment, a special $33 parlay. Thoughts, Abraham? We might have to do that. I mean, listen, I don't want to make this a gambling podcast. but Why, why $33 out of curiosity? Well, there's this special time where Abe and I bet $33 and won 1000 on a on a special, special five-team parlay. Best day of my life. Kind of our trademark. So what if every Thursday we did a quick 33 to win a grand, and if it hits, we give a little back to the Snapback fam? We could do something like that, but I want to put on record right now that if it loses – that and you bet your own money on it because you'll hear it on Friday. Obviously, yeah. I'm not responsible. Jack, he's yeah, the brain so behind. He's the brain behind the bet. Yeah. But hey, I don't want to hate mail. All right, we're not responsible. Quickly, you know what we're gonna do? We're Let's gonna go. bet that. What are we doing? Money lines, points. Let's do a four teamer. Rally off like giraffe style. You pick one, I pick one, you pick one, I pick one. And we can't argue one okay. side or the other. All right, fine. Um, Be well, careful. Be careful go. what you do. I'm going Falcons. I'm going Cardinals spread in Baltimore. If you're going to do that to no, me. No, that's I'm doing... not a good pick. Yep, I get You're my picks. You get your... I don't think your pick's good either. We're going to blow them out, though. And we're going to win. So you want to go against I my team? Gonna take... I was hoping you were going to take Denver. Yeah, no. Well, if you come at my team, I'm coming right back at yours. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I'm going Cardinals to- plus 13 and a half. Pittsburgh minus four. Bills money line at the Giants. Sheesh. Um, all right. Are we doing four or five? Four. We each get two. You wasted yours with the Eagles. We lost it after the first leg, so I came back with the Cardinals. <laughs> all right. I'll have- so now we're going to be if it- – If it comes down to money, we're going to be rooting against each other. But I'll plug that in. We'll post it on the uh, – Snapback Instagram. Hot take time now from the Snapback pod. All right, are you ready for this one? Uh, go ahead. The Cleveland Browns are dead. The Cle- Let me repeat that. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are dead, and let me tell you why. Why? Because they're still the Cleveland Browns, first of all. They got Odell Beckham, and then all of a sudden we think they're not the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, who had the most hype out of any team in the NFL, won seven games last year. The Cleveland Browns, can we get off the hype train? I think people are after losing my 30 points at home to Marcus Mariota, who I can just imagine will put up the biggest dud of a game this week. Here's what's going to happen. You're high on the Jets, right? I was just about to say, is this a winner-go-home game for both teams (laughs) in week two? It's a winner-go-home for the Browns. If they go to New York, 
and they lose that game. Home versus the Rams in Baltimore, flying to the West Coast against the Niners. Home versus the Seahawks at the Patriots at the Broncos. Week eight, man, they could be three and five at best if they lose in week two. At best, I'm talking about. Who do they? How could they even? They're dead. The Browns are dead. Thoughts? All right, relax. I mean, my thought is overreaction Monday, baby. You're a little. You're three days late. I know we discussed this it is the a other hot day. Take segment. I need to know hot or cold. I mean. I don't think that's necessarily a hot take. I mean, but we have seen in the past, like we've already talked about, the Colts last year started off 1-5, and five, made the playoffs. Um, we've seen it before. We, the Panthers crumbled last year. Should Different, my hot take? Though, which I think you agree with is that this team is not going to be able to take the the crumbling within the locker room. Like if things get ugly, the Colts went 1-5, and five, but who, who cared? They were the Colts, and they had the star quarterback, and they kind of just – Went around, went around their business, went with their what they had to do, and they got the job done. The second the Browns are three and five, and OBJ isn't getting his targets, and Baker is getting reamed out by Colin Coward on his weekly show, I mean, it's just going to get ugly. Hey, I mean, I don't think they'll lose to the Jets, but I'm going for my hot take of the week. It's not really of a week; it's more of like the season going forward. Um, we're going to see a competitive Buffalo Bills team throughout this year. I'm talking like. Come week 14, we're, we're thinking we're talking playoff wild card for them. Um, I don't know how it works in the playoff format that the Bills, Jets, and Patriots get in the playoffs, but that's kind of that's kind of the crossroads I, my <laughs> words have left me at without actually thinking about it. But their schedule is a little favorable. They obviously get Miami twice. I think they can start off 2-0, and potentially 3-0, and by beating the Giants this week and the Bengals next week. And then it gets interesting. They have a really good defense, one of the best defense last year, underratedly. Um, Josh Allen plays like an asshole. Don't get me wrong. He's going to get killed the way he plays. <laughs> that was, that was Dude, he, Wait, what's it's not hate. Josh he Allen just plays like for? he wants to get killed. The guy just doesn't slide. He's running all over the yeah. place. He's literally looking. It's because he's, he's <laughs> a running back. He cannot throw the football. Which, which I'm actually okay with. I wish that they would buy into that and stop trying to have him throw. He cannot throw a football. But because of their defense and how he'll run like a maniac, I agree. On a I guess. Schedule, they, can they can win nine. They can win nine. I mean, nine. what's the number, though? Right. I agree. It's one of those years where it's like if the cutoff is nine and they can win a tiebreaker, they get in. I can't see this Bills team winning ten, though. Uh, no, neither can I. But, hey, I'm, I'm just talking playoff contention. Okay, fair. I like that hot take, and not too hot. I have a qu- I have a question actually for you. While we're still on the football take, and I'm looking at the Bills schedule, yeah. what do you think is more likely? So you're obviously very hype on the Patriots. You're talking about since them 07. What do you think is more likely? The Patriots go 16 and out, or the Dolphins go 0 and 16? I love that question, and I'm gonna say the Dolphins are more likely to go 0 and 16 because I just believe that. Teams going 16 and 0, it's it's very difficult. Um, I don't think either will happen. Do you? Uh, I agree that the Dolphins is way more likely, especially because the Patriots obviously play a first place schedule and the Dolphins play a whatever, and they're still a bad team. Um, I don't know. They're really bad, dude. Like on every on both sides of the ball, all positions. I mean, they just played the second best team in the league, so okay, okay. pretty tough. No, but in in seriousness. Like, this is what happens when 
when you play one week of football. I declared the Browns dead, which they obviously are, but people do tend to overreact a little. The Dolphins get blown out, so everyone says they're the worst team ever. They're not. The Patriots win at home. Brady at home later in his career, we know, is a whole different beast than on the road. So I think right. once we see him going, do I think the Patriots go 8-0 to start, though? I mean, they have a very good chance. This is the first game they lose in Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. A v- another very good chance that we're the first team to challenge them because their schedule to start is so soft. But I, I can't really see them going 16-0. It's also – it doesn't seem like it's important to them to go 16-0 once they had that undefeated no. season. So not that Belichick ever is like, oh, let's not try. But it's not – you knew it was something they wanted to do in 07. I don't see that being the case this year. No, I think I think they're way more mature. But there's nothing there's nothing worse than the people that actually try and like argue that like an Alabama or Clemson can beat the Dolphins. To who's ever listening out there, if you say that, you do you realize how stupid you sound? Like yeah, all, I like, all, what? No, you go. You say because I was gonna say it. all fifty-three people in an Alabama football team are vying for their lives to make an NFL team, whereas all fifty-three of the people in the Dolphins team are solidified NFL players, and some have been for years playing in an NFL. You, they talk about how sped up the game is. You just they would get annihilated by the Dolphins, Alabama. That is. They would lose by so many times. The only thing more. Thank you. Showing, thank you. I didn't want you to be. No, no, no. I was going to bring up your point of saying the fit. I always like to say it's the 53 versus like maybe four guys from Alabama will play in the NFL, like start on the NFL in the NFL next season. Right. Even more showing to me than that is like when a Clemson beats Georgia Tech by, you know, barely like they blew them out, but like they didn't look good. Like, right. What do you think? What do you think happens when Alabama last year is up is tied with the Citadel at halftime? You think any NFL team isn't <laughs> up by four hundred points against the Citadel? Like it's just levels to that. So I'm, I, I I saw this other debate. I saw this other debate. It was like if Tom Brady played for the Alabama and Bill Belichick and Saban could team up to coach Alabama and Tua played quarterback for the Dolphins. Could it happen? Could what? Could oh, if you flip the quarterbacks and then and 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 Belichick teams up with Saban and they double attack them. No, they could not because because <laughs> while 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 the fifty three is true, there are some players who are NFL ready right now. Tua might not quite be there, but he's competent enough to lead an NFL team past even a Tom Brady led Alabama team. That's a fun discussion. I don't know. You you give Belichick a two weeks to lick his chops at the Alabama players and draw up a game plan against his own team. Who knows? Uh, I would say I know. <laughs> um, last thing we'll do: game of the week, Saints versus Rams. This is going to be. I mean, it's a rematch of the NFC Championship. Do we need to mention what happened with the refs? Refs screwed the Saints again in the first half of their Monday night game. Oh, oh, yeah, poor baby. I don't really care. I, I hate this. This. Get over it. They're, Get over it, Saints. Won. We all hate the refs. Yeah, they won't. Right. There's no good refs, let's be honest. Um, the the Saints did not look great. And then in a very exciting game on Monday night, the Rams kind of didn't look great either. But they got, you know, we say a win's a win against the Panthers. What are your thoughts on this 425 Eastern 
matchup. Yeah, I, I think the Rams win this. I'm not going to say they blow them out, but I'm extremely confident the Rams win this game. Really? Uh, like you, like you, you didn't said, throw them in our, in our parlay. Well, yeah, they might have been my pick had you not picked the Falcons, but I had to pick the Cardinals, and I already locked in my other two. But anyway, like the Saints, they didn't look good at the first half at all. They weren't moving the ball. Um, they're not like the team for those big plays, like 50 yards down the field. I think Drew Brees took one pass over 25 yards um, attempted. Oh, shoot. I hate the Phillies. Three, <laughs> three run homer. The Braves went up 3 nothing. But anyway, back to the Rams Saints. Um, they both put up 30 last week. It's only week one. I think Gurley gets more involved in the offense this week. Uh, the Saints gave up 518 yards on defense. You don't think Sean McVay and Jared Goff are going to do some damage and they're home. Like the, they won't have the hostile environment of the, of the Superdome because they're not in New Orleans. Are they, are they home though? Like, yeah, you know how yeah, the you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but it's but, not the Superdome. It's not the Superdome is what I'm saying. And I think just the Rams defense trumps the Saints defense. And I think their offenses are somewhat comparable, but the Rams are more reluctant to make the big play downfield. Um, Will this be a shootout like it was last year in the regular season? And I think it was in the conference championship. No. It wasn't? No, it was, it was decently low scoring. What I'm just hoping for is for it to be Chiefs-Rams, except replace Mahomes with Breeze. Like, that was the most fun football game ever. And that 425 slot on Sunday, right leading up into a Falcons win that completes our parlay. Okay. Like, that's just going to be incredible, I hope. Um I think if not by now, like when am I going to get a spot as an NFL GM? Uh, or strictly for my stance of not paying running backs because Todd Gurley, worth 15 mil a year, is getting no goal line carries, is getting not even the bulk, bulk of the carries. He didn't get in the playoffs because people say he was hurt. Week one, is he still hurt? Like, what's the deal? Malcolm Brown scores twice. Like, why are people paying running backs? I mean... It's, it's just the position it comes like the, the, the next man up is got to get the more money than the person previous or he just won't play in the NFL. It's, it's going to happen. A team is going to think they're on the edge and pay them year after year. It's going to happen. Just wait till Saquon gets the Giants give Saquon a hundred million with 75 of it guaranteed. And they don't actually- <laughs> a three year hundred million. They're going to give him an NBA contract. I mean, Saquon's amazing. At least to me, he's a passing back. So if you're paying a two-down back, that actually drives me up the wall. Like Zeke, like uh, Melvin Gordon, like um, who was I just thinking of? Just like I get it, McCaffrey can be on the field third down. Same with Le'Veon. But like two downs, you're going to pay a running back to carry a football? Stop. Wait, are you saying that Melvin and Zeke aren't three-down backs? I mean – They're both catching they, 50 they balls are. a year. They are, but they're not, like, true three down. Like, Saquon is just as dangerous. Like, he can line up in the slot. You're not lining Melvin Gordon up in the slot or Zeke. Zeke's catching. I mean, it's funny. The next the next wave of running backs up to get paid is probably the three best three down running backs in the league between Kamara, McCaffrey, and Saquon. Those exactly. are the next three up. Those so, it's three. really the smart teams that are know they're going to keep them, you got to pay them first because, like we saw with Carson, you were telling me you can be shit because Carson – was the most paid quarterback in the NFL. And then Goff exceeded him, and then now Dak's going to exceed him. It's just the nature of the of the business. Well, the next man up is the highest paid. Sense. I mean, that makes sense, though, because in that order, you have 
zero playoff wins. You have someone who made it to the Super Bowl, and you have a quarterback who's made multiple playoff wins. So I get that. Actually, has okay. Dak won a playoff okay. game? Yes, Dak has won. He won last year against uh, Seattle. Oh, right. He um, iced the game won. on that. I was on that third and 15 run or something. He iced the game. Yeah. I was going to let the snapback fam go, but I can't because I believe there was a take about a month ago from Abe that said he was not worried about Team USA and the fact that they lost to a bunch of G-leaguers. Well, now that we're knocked out of the FIBA World Cup, any worries? Hey, I mean, I you know me. I'm first team all spin zone. So how am I going to spin yeah. this one? Um, if you, you obviously I, aren't caught up to date with Sixers Twitter, but – Sixers Twitter the past few weeks, month, has essentially been domestic terrorist in the way that they wanted the USA to lose so bad because they have this hatred for Donovan Mitchell because people said he should have won Rookie of the Year, which you you being one of those people. Um, and he's been their go-to guy, Donovan Mitchell and the funky bunch Boston Celtics between Jalen <laughs> Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and now Kemba Walker. So Sixers Twitter has wanted USA to lose all along. Um, but hey, your guy Frank Natilakina, he put on today. Yeah, I was gonna say Nick's Nick's Twitter was in full. I mean, it was like we actually won the NBA title. Like Frank scores seven points in the fourth quarter and leads France. Well, leads relative. Gobert was the real leader, but he played well and he actually hit two d- jump shots. I'm not getting excited about it because I've learned better. No, I haven't. But I actually don't think Frank's ever gonna really become a good player in the league. Um, he was barely getting minutes for a 17-win team. I don't know what happened today, but it seems like a, a one-off situation. Um, does this kind of change things for next summer? I believe it's the Olympics, correct? Uh, I think the Olympics are more of a big deal than FIBA, and I could be wrong. But just because it's that. No, no, it definitely is. But it's like, are you now? has the NBA regular season become so important yes. to players yes. to skip out? On the goal, you'll you. I don't. How do you feel about that? I know. I mean, I don't. I think it's just the way. It, like you've seen before, what happened with Paul George when he had that gruesome injury. Um, you're seeing guys like Marcus Smart who are hurt, and these are guys that are that play for contracts. And the NBA has become such a like a TV show in itself, and such a big brand and thing for so many months. And like, if you go to the playoffs, you're playing until June. You're going to pick right back up in July, August, and play this type of competitive basketball. Do I think you'll see the the Kevin Durant and LeBron James? Well, you obviously won't see Kevin Durant probably because of the Achilles. But do I think you'll see the LeBron James, Anthony Davises of the world? No, I think you'll see more of the same of these tier all-stars. And maybe, maybe the superstars don't play, but guys like Damian Lillard are playing. And maybe he's like, the type of guy who's the best player in your team. Yeah. Um, I would like to see the elites get back into the game. I mean, you're playing for your country. It's the Olympics. Like to me, obviously not in the NBA, but to me, it's just crazy. Like how you wouldn't want to, I get it's exhausting on the body and all of that, but like, it's just, it's also not, it's also, if they all play, it's not competitive, you know, they're just putting their bodies out there. It's almost good. I don't know where the – I thought the Olympics was L.A. soon. I don't know where it is 2020, but, Tokyo. like, why, Tokyo. Not, why not take a trip over to, to Tokyo, um, coast through some basketball with your boys, like, I don't know, set up some big threes. Like, think about it. If Dame goes – if Dame goes, um, I'm trying to think, what other – Harden and maybe, like, 
tall Play George plays, like in a, yeah, in a couple of years, like they'll be in the garden, and like you kind of want to set that that <laughs> in stone now. Okay, I think that's enough for today. <laughs> it is final announcement is that the ankle sock game went to the doctor today, and I'm officially. Uh, ruled out for two months potentially. Wow. I'll be in the sling for three weeks, dislocated. Um, he's the doctor said not to get too gruesome, but you can't really pop your shoulder out without tearing something. So hopefully not a torn labrum and won't require surgery, just some physical therapy. So you're gonna have to ball in the ankle socks for me in the meantime. I'll see what I can do. Can you do that for uh, me? I have more ankles to the tournament. I just covered the legs up with the ties. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. All right, episode 27, Leonard Fournette. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. I almost Jose Altuve. I almost just said an ex-Raven. Oh, we're not. Oh, Ray Rice. We're not to name. Ray Rice. Um, yeah. Family-friendly program. Uh, episode 27. He's, he's now a spokesperson. Again. Okay. No, True. Yeah. Great running back. Great fantasy running back. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> episode 27 of the Snapback podcast thank you guys for listening as always and a genuine thank you because the fact that you all listen to Abe and I every day or whenever every Monday and Thursday is awesome let alone Jack himself right with my hot takes the Browns are dead alert the alert the authorities Lamar Jackson five more touchdowns on Sunday we'll talk to you (sighs) on Monday peace go birds